welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Jennifer Vaughn. There, that was easier. Just throw it right in the title there. How are all of you? I am like really sorry. I haven't been on here. It's been it's been over two weeks now. And um, I apologize. There's just been there's been a lot going on. Um, there was so much and I will get to all of it. And sometimes I just am not in the right headspace. And I think about people that record podcasts and um, sometimes they have to do it on a regular basis and they have to be in this great mood all the time. And I think, gosh, how do they do it? Sometimes I just don't feel like it. I've got no one telling me when to do this. It's just based on whenever I feel like doing it. No advertising, nothing. So it's just whenever, right? Um, but there are people that have schedules and they've got to do stuff. That's that's a lot of pressure. And uh, sometimes they have to put on a happy face when they don't feel like it. So I just wasn't in the mood I'm sorry. Maybe it's my hormones. I'm going to talk about hormones. I am going to talk about those goddamn hormones because they really do affect me as they do most women. But I didn't know that for most of my life. And I'll get to that later. Um, I used to have friends that would talk about they were so relieved that they got their period. And I was like, what do you I don't even know what you mean by that. And it was basically that they were just uh, looking forward to the next phase after that. So my ovulation calendar basically says, yes, okay, so you get your period and then like, you know, a week later is when you start ovulating, which is when you're just, um, I feel like my body's sort of, I don't know how to say this any other way, it's sort of humming. And I'm really like every boy I look at, man, I look at, I, um, <laughs> Harry Styles, um, seriously, I just want to devour them. So not every, but definitely I'm looking at them differently. And then of course there's the times when, there's no need for you to be pregnant and you could care less about men. And that is all hormones. And if you don't know about that and you're a woman, you better check it out because it really affects how you feel. And I know there was somebody I was dating in my um, late thirties, early forties. And I used to not like him every month for a while. And, and I used to want to break up with him. And then I would feel so much better all of a sudden, like a week or two later. And then I'd really be into him. And I never got why that was happening. And it was, it was all hormones. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. It was like a huge light bulb went off. Like, I don't know how I went most of my, my uh, menstrual life, not knowing or understanding the, that cycle and how it truly affects a woman's brain and you know, her, her, um, sexual desires and just her, um, <laughs> irritation towards men and, how she is salivating for them at other times of the months, but it just really is like that. So, okay. Um, I went off on a tangent. What's new. Okay. Uh, let's see. I wanted to say that I have a new logo and I'm really excited about it. Hopefully you've noticed it. Um, the other logo I loved a lot. My daughter, Ryan had that made for me. The one that had Benny on my shoulder, my kitty. And I was in like a pink and white gingham tank top, I guess. And at the time, I thought it was so perfect because I thought, oh, it looks just like me. And then I, I've had my hair done. I'm, you know, it's highlighted blonde again. I got the eyebrows done, got a little Botox, little lip filler. I don't think you can even tell that the lip fillers there. I'm still not happy with those results. My lip still looks wrinkly. So I don't know if I have to get like double or triple what they did to like fill my lip out. I mean, I'm sorry. I might end up with a duck lip. I don't even know, but I can't seem to get rid of these damn wrinkles. It's actually seems to be exacerbating them. It's really annoying. Oh, sorry. We have a dog barking. Um, so yes, Ryan had this logo made for me for my 50th birthday and I loved it. And I, it was when I was wearing my hair curly. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna shut my closet. I don't know what he's barking at. And, um, 
So I thought I would update it. So I went back to the same girl who had done the original. Her name's, she's at Beanables. I'm sorry. I could stop right now, but I just don't feel like it. He's, I don't know what he's barking at. Okay. She's at Beanables. Oh my. Finn! I don't know why I yell at him. It doesn't even do any good. He still barks. Uh, at Beanables um, on Instagram. And she, it, she only charged me $45. And so she does the rendering. I gave her that picture of me. There was a picture of my car, the selfie that I'd taken of myself in a black tank top. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a filter I think I'd use. So I looked a little bit better than my normal self. But anyways, I wanted to use that for my, let's see, I got a message. You just got a letter. We just got a letter. Okay. I'm going to put my silent on. <laughs> we just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. That's a Blue's Clues uh, flashback for all of you who don't have kids. And anyway, so I would, um, I really liked what Ryan had picked out for me and it matched me, but I obviously wanted to update it because I don't look that way anymore. I'm, I haven't been wearing my glasses. I straighten my hair. I just, I look different. So she did this rendering of me. And at first it's just like kind of the outline of how everything's going to look before she adds the color to it. And I kept thinking it looked, didn't look like myself. And I really wanted my eyes to be kind of off to the side. Like I kind of have a secret, like, of course the podcast is called don't stop me now. So it's sort of like, what have I got up my sleeve sort of deal. And I wanted that to be coming through in the logo. So she played with the eyes and finally got, you know, the image, what I thought was close enough to what I wanted as far as like the smirk on my face and me kind of looking to the side. Um, the cat didn't make sense. I know Ryan did that. Um, it was so sweet of her cause that was Benny was new last year. And so, I mean, I completely understand why she did that, but anyone else who would join my podcast now wouldn't understand why there's a cat on my shoulder. It's not a podcast about animals. So I just, you know, chose to take Benny off, just have it with my red ribbon and say, don't stop me now. And so anyway, she added the color to it and it came through and I was like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> I look good. Of course, it's a cartoon of me, so it has no wrinkles. So it looks, it looks much better than my actual real self, but I'm really happy with it. And I think it's more flattering for my podcast. I thought I, you know, comparing the two, honestly, the other one looks like I could have been on the jar of some strawberry smuckers. I mean, I look like an old grandma. So it's funny. Like I looked at that originally and I thought it, I was, no, I was really happy with how it looked. I thought it looked really good. But then now looking at my now logo compared to the old one, it's a big upgrade. So I'm very happy with it. Hopefully you guys like it as well. Okay. Um, where do I want to go now? Let's see. Um, oh, I really very cool. I was on, uh, I got an email from Facebook and they asked me if I wanted to try to get verified. They said that your account appears to be one that could be verified. I swear to God, they came to me and they said, just, you know, fill out the, the go to this link or whatever and take a picture of your driver's license. But you still had to give a little explanation why you should be verified. And I, I didn't even know what to say. I just Googled, why should I be verified? And it said something about like, you don't want anyone to copy your image because you're like a public figure or whatever. So and I have had that happen. Somebody stole a bunch of my YouTube videos, like sort of early, early on, early, early, sort of early on. They stole like probably 20 of my videos. Somebody alerted me to it and they had made a really bad copy of all of them and uploaded them on their channel. Why? Like, why do that? A lot of work for them. And then I had to go through, it was like painstaking to go through each one and you have to do a report on each one 
finally, after doing like seven or eight, YouTube finally caught on to the channel and they just, you know, closed down the whole channel. I was like, thank you, because it was taking so much time to like do these reports for each one. Um, but anyways, uh, where am I going with that? So Facebook came to me and asked if, you know, I wanted to do this. And again, I, you know, looked it up why I should do this. And yeah, I thought, oh, well, yeah, I don't want anybody to take my my image and use it um, inappropriately or whatever. And also I think a blue check is good for your, um, what's the right word? Um, well, it gives you clout. I mean, obviously, and who knows if that can work as an advantage for anything in the future where I wouldn't have to teach. I mean, that would be great. It gives you more credibility, right? Definitely. A little blue check after name says you're somebody that, you know, whoever the people out in internet land recognize that you're somebody that people recognize as a public figure. So I went ahead and applied for it within, I don't even, I don't think it was 24 hours. Um, they said, congratulations, you've got a blue check. And I was like, it is the weirdest thing to see my name with a blue check after it. I can't even, I still like, I'm just totally surprised that it's there and um, it's really fun to see it. So it's only on Facebook and I'm sure, you know, they looked at my YouTube channel, which thank you very much for all of you who are following me. I just hit 62,000 today. So thank you so much for all of the people that follow me on YouTube. And I apologize for not doing videos. I just haven't been doing them. I'm just really into podcasting and and I, obviously I do a lot of um, Instagramming and stuff like that, but I haven't been making YouTube videos, but they're all there. I have a good library for everybody. And um, I recently had to do some changes to my HIV AIDS story and pictures. Um, it's still there. There's just um, a person who would didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And so I blurred out that person's um, image. So the, the video is still the same except for that person's uh, face is blurred. So um, anyways, okay, enough of that. <laughs> so I got the blue check. That is amazing. I did apply for it on Instagram, which is kind of weird because I did actually apply for it on Instagram like 10 days ago. And then the Facebook recommendation came through and I feel like aren't they like owned by the same people? Mark Zuckerberg, right? So if they do it on Facebook, I would assume they would do it on Instagram. I really, really would have preferred it just on Instagram, but Facebook's fine. I guess it's a good start, but I would really would like it on Instagram, even though I don't even have 10,000 followers on Instagram. I have like, I don't know. I'm close to 7,000. I'm like 78 something. No, 60, 68 something, 68 something. And yeah, um, I don't know. I, it just stays real stagnant. It's just like, it goes up and then it goes down and then it goes up and then it goes down. And it's like, it always seems like it stays right around the same number. So, um, and I don't really care really, but if it does mean that it makes a difference for a blue check, then that would be awesome. I finally found a way around getting my videos linked, um, to Instagram and I don't know why, but I'm, I've probably talked about this on here before, but Linktree, hello. So I've got Linktree on my Instagram and I can link everything on there and it's that is great so I don't even have to worry about the swipe up feature who cares and Linktree is really funny because I think they said originally when I opened it up that I would get like five or six links for free and then anything after that would be like $5.99 a month or something like that I tell you I've got like 25 links on there and I haven't paid a dime I don't unless I'm getting charged somewhere and I'm unaware of it but I don't know I just keep adding them and they keep accepting it so oh, that's good it's working out for me so that's the latest on Facebook and Instagram and I haven't yeah haven't heard anything from Instagram I I kind of reapplied for it and said, you know, I've got it on Facebook now. Hello, guys. Can you just do it on Instagram here? And they just wrote back and said, your account is still under review. So we shall see if they will change it. But again, I think it would be good 
for possible advertising. That is the main thing. Cause I think if an advertiser sees that you have a blue check, it gives you more credibility and you know, it's a possibility for me to make money. And I don't with any of this stuff that I do, even YouTube, I mean, Jesus, barely anything. So, um, it would be nice cause it's a lot of work. All this stuff is a lot of work, but I, I enjoy the podcasting. You know, obviously I wouldn't be on, you know, episode 31, 32 by now if I didn't like it. I like it because you don't have to see my face and I don't have to worry about what I look like. <laughs> and I like to talk. I realize I do like to talk a lot. And I'm really honing that in my um, schooling right now, working as a teacher. I I don't know. I came in. I don't know what's happened, but I'm just like very... Um, Char I don't want to say charismatic. That sounds like I'm patting myself on the back. I feel like I'm just really comfortable in front of like the class. I'm up walking around. I like, I, there's no, uh, ner not that I was ever nervous, but I feel like I'm on a whole new level in the classroom now. I just feel so comfortable and I love it. I love it. I, I, maybe I'm just a huge, you know, ham and I just love being in front of like a group of people and talking. Um, and maybe it's cause they're little kids. It's just, it's easy. They're seventh graders. Um, but they're fun. I really like this class I'm in right now and I'll be with them through just another week. It's so sad cause they only allow us to do 30 school days at a time for a long-term position. And that one's done on the 23rd. And then I have to move on, but there's lots of work to be had. We have a huge uh, shortage in our district right now for subs and I'm getting lots of calls and requests and uh, it doesn't really matter because I'm I I can't take them all I mean I'm just I wish they would pay us more like we're so in need like give us a raise but they don't so that's just whatever you know but I am loving that job so it's good 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 times okay um let's see I'm going to talk about boys in a second but I do want to say that I don't even know how this happened but I'm number nine in the self-improvement category in Uganda number nine I made a top 10 somewhere like this is just blows my mind and I'm assuming they'd probably prefer for me to talk about HIV more because I know it's more prevalent in Uganda. So um, I apologize that I haven't talked about it more. I just I don't know. I've been talking about personal stuff so much. Just know that I feel fine. I take a pill a day. I'm undetectable. Oh, what I will be talking about, which is really important, is disclosure um, and dating. So there you go. That's a huge topic for HIV. Um, but with regards to my health and all of that, I feel totally fine. I, you know, I, I've embraced it, obviously. It's like, you know, what else can you do? You got to embrace it. It's part of you now, you know? And, um, it's interesting because, uh, oh, do I want to get into that yet? No, I'm going to wait. That's my little, um, my little cliffhanger. I will get into that later. Um, okay. I want to talk about this song that I heard on TikTok. It's called Meet Me at Our Spot. And I, it's by The Anxiety. And the, it's, it's a girl, it's Willow, who is um, Will Smith's daughter, Jada and Will Smith's daughter, Willow. And I don't know who the guy is, some tall, skinny guy. And anyways, they go back and forth and they, they sing the song together. I heard it one time on TikTok, one time. And I was like, you know, that doesn't happen to me. I have to hear a song maybe a few times to like have it maybe hit me that right way where I kind of want to hear it again. I don't know. I heard this. And I'm, I kid you not, I'm embarrassed to admit this. I think I've listened to this song. It's a short song, by the way. It's like two minutes and 20 seconds. It's not a regular like length song. I, I probably have listened to it. I'm so embarrassed. Literally maybe 400 times. I'm not kidding because I loved it. And then I wanted to memorize it. And now I know it by heart and I can sing it all day long. 
and I just, oh my God, it's, it's a great song. Um, and I think it kind of like, well, if you hear the lyrics, it's, um, she says, got a vibe, baby, are you coming for the ride? I just want to look into your eyes. I just want to stay for the night, night, night. Let's take a drive. Maybe we can hit the 405, hypnotized by the light. Man, this must be the life. <laughs> this, I'm not going to sing it how she sings it, but I don't know. Those lyrics just hit me different. I think it's the got a vibe part. I was like, or caught a vibe. The caught a vibe part kind of happened at a time during that week that I did sort of catch a vibe <laughs> from somebody. And um, I think the song just went to my head. And um, I was enjoying that there were other people out there who might have the same thing going on in their life that they might catch a vibe and maybe they just want to meet that person at that spot. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I put it on repeat and I was listening to it, driving to work, driving home in the classroom while I'm getting ready for the day. I was playing it under my pillow when I was going to sleep at night, but I did finally learn all the words and now I'm a little tired of it but I still like it a lot. And it's starting to be used on TikTok a lot. People are using it. So I don't know. I guess this, uh, I don't know. I asked Ryan and her friend when I was playing it in the car and her friend Bella said, oh yeah, I've heard this song. And I'm like, is it an old song or is it, has it been around a while? I think it's sort of new because it's being, on, it's on TikTok right now currently. So, but man, it's a great song. And there's something about the way Willow sings it. If you see her, she's, she's, you know, she's really pretty. She's got this big boofy hair, curly hair, and she's really thin and she's wearing these big pants that accentuate her little body. And then these big shoes, you know, it's kind of like a cartoon. She looks like a cartoon character, like a Bratz doll. And just the way she sings, like she's just the way she like, you know, moves that microphone under her mouth when she's like singing into it. And she's got her kind of her lips hanging forward. And I don't know, I just, something about it. I was like mesmerized by it. And they do say the word hypnotized in the song. Hi, Finn, do you want to come in here? Um, which hypnotized by the lights. Oh, yes. Don't we all get hypnotized by the lights? Whew. Yeah. All right. That was me ovulating when this song came out. So I think that was part of it. Okay. Lots of TMI. Sorry if this is too much for you, but it's my life right now. Okay. So I wanted to touch on, um, let's see, should we go there first? I'm going to talk about HIV and dating. But I think before I get to that, I want to talk about um, what happened at my son's school. So this is part of the reason why I've waited to do a podcast because uh, there was a huge tragedy at my son's school. So my son goes to Aptos High in Aptos. He's a freshman. And on Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday, I believe, my God, I'm losing track of the dates, um, was it last Tuesday? I'm so sorry if I, I'm not getting the right date. Uh, it was last week. I think it was last week. No, it was the week before last. Yes, it's almost been two weeks. Oh my gosh. Time goes by. Okay, so it doesn't really matter what day it was. But anyways, he I'm done at work and he says, Mom, uh, we're, on, we're in lockdown. And I've worked at schools when this, this has happened. Of course, this is a new thing because of school shootings that we have something called lockdown. I mean, I guess it existed before, but in my teaching, it hadn't. And so this is something that's happened uh, more since I've, um, I've been teaching for 13 years and I've, you know, definitely experienced it where I've had to keep kids in a classroom, shut all the blinds, lock the doors. Everybody goes into one corner. Everybody sits down low and we whisper 
until we get an all clear, right? And I've had that happen with a kinder class. I had them for, I think, two hours. It was really hard. I mean, you know, trying to keep, and you know what it was, is there was a guy in a near neighborhood who had a gun and they were, the police were just trying to find him. He, you know, it was nobody coming into the school, but it was just unsafe because it was right near the school. Um, so, um, yes, I've had that happen before. And then, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, just to be really safe, like something happened again in a nearby, a nearby neighborhood, but they just want to keep the school safe. And so they put them on lockdown. Well, Owen, there had been a report of a mountain lion, um, I think it was like just a few days before and I got an email about it because their school is up in a it's up on a hill and it's definitely in um, kind of a foresty area and it would make sense of course they're going to have mountain lions up there they sometimes apparently come down to the school which is terrifying my god um, but th so there had been a report that someone had seen a mountain lion near the school and so Owen thought that's what it was. And then shortly after that, and he was in his um, math class and he said, yeah, we've, you know, the shutters are shut. We're down on the floor. And he goes, no, I'm just kidding. We're not down on the floor. You know, I don't know really what's going on. And he says that apparently somebody, somebody had been stabbed. And so it's like, okay, a stabbing. So you're just like, okay, well, I guess two kids got in a fight and someone got cut and they're just trying to like get the people who were involved and, you know, they're going to let everybody out. Well, it was almost three hours later, and in that time, there was a lot of communication going around between social media sites on what was happen happening, um, and sadly, like someone had even put on like Twitter, they called it stab toss, you know, jokingly. And we didn't know really who was involved, but Owen had video footage that he sent me that someone had taken from his classroom of a police officer walking one boy um, to the police cars. He was in handcuffs. And, you know, Owen could see this from his classroom. He was on a second level floor looking down. And um, my daughter, Ryan, knows a lot of people who have gone to Aptos. So, you know, she's getting information and we're finding out that a boy got stabbed. And of course, the first reports were that it was gang related and no one knew anything, really. It's just all kind of word of mouth and stuff. So um, what happened was because there was finally a press conference with the sheriff's department um, uh, and, and we found out that night and, and I looked it up online and it was two boys that were involved three altogether. There was the victim and then two other boys. And one was a freshman. One was a senior. The ones who attacked the one, the victim, the victim was also a senior. He was also on the football team, varsity football. And, um, I won't give any names out cause I know the family. I do know his name, um, just because of kids I know and all of that. I know all of their names, but I won't say any of them. Um, but the family doesn't want to release his name, the victim. So I was reading um, on the internet, trying to find something. And this was after Owen had been brought home. Uh, finally, they, they released everybody and they brought everybody through, you know, different. Um, they, it was like a one way path. They let people walk down to the stadium. They basically they had to make sure that nobody went over where this event had happened. And so my uh, ex-husband, Chris, picked up Owen and brought him home. And again, I was looking on the Internet trying to find anything. And, you know, you find the re there's an article from I think it was a Santa Cruz Sentinel. And I read that the two suspects had been apprehended. And then they, I see booked on murder charges. And that was the first time I read that this boy had died. Like, I'm so freaking upset about this. I cannot believe it. You know, this is all happening. And we're thinking you just think. Like he's, he probably just got stabbed. He's going to get stitches. He's going to be fine. But there's that part of you that thinks, what if there's, what, what if we find out that he died? Like, and you know, that went through my head and I thought, but that's like, 
that's not going to happen. That can happen. It happened. He died. He died. He was stabbed in the abdomen. And the reports are that he was stabbed in the abdomen and that he was stabbed in the temple of his head. <sighs> okay. So since this has happened, um, I found out that it was not gang related. The boy that had been stabbed, um, was in a, he didn't have a class seventh period. Neither did the other senior, but the the freshman did. And the freshman, my son had him, he's in, he had Spanish with him and he was just new on the football team. He'd been on the football team for like five days. So Owen was very surprised to hear that this 14 year old was involved, but he was with the other kid, um, who is the 17 year old who, if it's the one I know, I'm kind of not surprised. He's had a lot of issues in high school. I do know him. Um, it's just so like crazy to think that he could have done this, but I guess not too. I mean, anyone's capable of anything, right? Um, so apparently something went down. No one seems to know why this happened. No one knows the motive. I mean, obviously somebody knows the motive, but the public doesn't know. Um, and the police aren't releasing that. Um, apparently there might be cell phone footage of what happened, you know, and all of that. And I was up at the school last week and it started behind the Warmer Dam Gymnasium, which is the one that's named after my ex-husband's uh, dad. And then there's blue, I think I'm almost, I mean, it had to be, there's blue crosses like every, like of tape on the ground, like every 10 feet going from like back behind there, along the side of the gymnasium, down this stairway, heading towards where we know that he finally stopped because there's a memorial of balloons and flowers and his pictures there and letters and everything. It's right by this part in the parking lot where there's like a tree and some dirt. It's, you know, it's just curbed. It's a curbed area that has like some plants and that's where he stopped. And, um, and so we found out more information because a GoFundMe started for the family. I haven't looked at it lately, but I know they were, I think they were originally asking for who put it together. The girl was asking for 10,000. The last I knew it was really close to 50,000. And I think it's probably well beyond that at this point. But the sister had written um, uh, something that she wanted people to know that her brother was not involved in any gangs, that he was a good person. He had, you know, hopes and dreams for his future. And, um, and that he didn't deserve this. And the sad part is, is that she was there. She was there. She went to pick him up that day and she found him. And she was the one who called 911. And they airlifted him to, you know, when I heard that they did CPR at the school, I mean, I've taken CPR classes. If you're doing CPR, I mean, it's pretty much that you're already, you know, your heart has stopped. And they're just trying to keep the blood flowing to keep blood circulating and oxygen into your major you know, um, organs. So really, truly, I don't think he was, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there again, but I would have to think that he had already passed away at the school. Um, so it's all just so shocking and hard to believe that a student, um, died, you know, that he was murdered at my son's school. And, um, it's as a parent, you know, it's just, I'm not worried about Owen or anything. Like it's not that at all, but I just can't imagine what this family's going through. And, and, you know, we're all hurting. My daughter's cried so much. Joey's cried so much. Um, we just, everybody's hurting for them and just can't believe like what they must be feeling. It's, it's a parent's, it's a family's worst nightmare and they will never be the same, you know? And, um, so anyways, it's been real heavy on, on all of us. And, um, the school, I think has done a good job with dealing with, um, you know, trying to bring everybody back. They got, they had two days off of school because it was a crime scene. They really needed to, um, do their reports. 
And I think it was good for the kids to have those two days at home to try to just, you know, process what they went through by being there at the school and locked up there and knowing what happened to one of their classmates. Um, you know, I went to high school too, and I never had anybody in high school die when I was there. I know people experience, you know, kids getting in car accidents or overdoses or suicide, but that didn't happen when I went to high school. And, you know, but how often do you, you know, say that at your high school, someone killed somebody else? You know, I mean, this is just, oh God, so sad, so sad. So anyways, um, you know, and I, I think it's affected all the kids there, you know, and when they finally had them come back on Friday, it was really beautiful. There was another school, Harbor High apparently had made, I think it was, well, I'm not apparently had made because I saw them, but I heard it was that those were the people who were holding the signs. As we drove into Aptos High, there was probably 15 people holding signs. You know, you were loved and they're uh, waving to us, just saying good morning and just, you know, being human. And it was really beautiful. And it's sad that it takes like these really, you know, horrific moments for people to have this beautiful humanity happens, you know, it's like, you want that to be like that all the time, but it is true. Like I said to Owen, I said, there will be some amazing stuff that will come out of this horrific experience and tragedy. And then of course there was lots of flowers and balloons around the school and especially right where, um, he had stopped in his run to get away. And when we got up there that day, they asked everybody, you know, to, to wear black. And, um, and there was probably, 20 kids, you know, up there staring, just staring at that spot where he had died. And, you know, they weren't, nobody was talking. It was just silent. They just stood there and I watched them because we got up there early. Um, sometimes we end up getting to school too early and Owen doesn't want to get out of the car. So we just wait until a certain time and then he'll, he'll go. And, um, we were parked really close to where these kids were. And I swear they just stood there and stared at that spot. And it was just silent. Like they weren't, I didn't, you know, they weren't saying anything to each other. They were just, and these are teenage boys and teenage girls who just lost their friend. And, you know, he was there one day and now he's not. So, I mean, life is so freaking fleeting, you know, and it just, it's, I, you know, I sometimes just can't believe here I am at 51 years old. I'm so lucky to be alive and have all that I have. And, you know, that I haven't had this kind of tragedy in my life. You know, I'm like, you never know anything could happen I could end up having you know a diagnosis of cancer tomorrow and they might say I have two months left to live I mean I have no idea what what the future holds you know and thank god all my kids are here and healthy and I'm not having to deal with that grief I just I really don't know how you ever process that and move forward and have happiness because you know every time you feel happy you're going to feel guilty for feeling happy because your son's no longer there your brother's no longer there it's just it's so awful. And so anyways, that really was too much. I just needed some time to just kind of process that. And I knew I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't want to be disrespectful and talk about it too soon. Um, on my podcast, I don't think anybody that goes to that school or anybody that lives around here will probably even hear me talking about this. So it's fine. But, um, I just thought, you know, it should be spoken about. So that's, that's what happened at my son's school. And I am, you know, my, um, deepest condolences to the family. And I just, you know, I hope that they can feel the love that's around them and that they know that people are really, really hurting for them because we can only imagine how hard this must be for them. (sighs) Okay. I wanted to get through that. Checking that off my list. All right. Um, on a different note, I don't know if it's a lighter note, but I wanted to talk about, um, 
dating and HIV and how this has been for me. I'm going to tell you about a rejection and acceptance of somebody who's HIV negative and then somebody who has HIV. So it's kind of three different scenarios. So um, the first one was somebody that I met on Tinder, not in person, just writing and, you know, too young for me, for sure, like 42 years old, just metrosexual, too, too good looking, basically, but only here in the area, like from Monday to Thursday, and then flies back home to, to LA on the weekends. And so even the timing of this person being around isn't even good. But um, I just, which kind of made it easier for me to share my, my status, because I thought this isn't probably going to be anything that would, nothing would come of this anyways, for the most part. Um, so you know, and we, I basically said, Hey, can you, um, and I really didn't have a lot of interest until I said, Hey, can you send me, okay, if we're going to go on my, or we're going to like transfer to phones, I do this thing, obviously like send a picture doing something that I ask you to do nothing, you know, obscene, just send me a picture of you doing the peace sign or whatever. And, and so, uh, so I know that it's really you because this person's account wasn't verified. So I didn't know for sure if it was him and I've been catfished like at least three or four times now on, on Tinder. So if they're too good looking, they're probably not real. Anyways, this guy was real. He took a picture in his car and he was really cute. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I like him now. Like, I like that he did that. That was really sweet. And it was super cute. And so he asked me to take a picture and I did the same. And, um, hold on. I gotta blow my nose. So there was this like little bit of like new interest, I guess, because it's like, oh, it's like a different level, right? You're on your phones. Now you can send a picture. And we were writing back and forth and everything seemed fine. And I don't even remember how many days went by where we were just talking that way. Um, I can't, I, I can't really even, I can't remember the conversation, but everything was fine. And then I wrote to him. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> I took a picture in the classroom and I said something about Miss Vaughn um, has to get back to work soon because the bell's going to ring, something like that. And then um, I realized that he didn't say much to me after that. And I think like a day had gone by or whatever. And all of a sudden I went, oh my God, I gave him my last name. So now he can look me up and now he knows I've got HIV and oh my God, that's why he's being quiet. So I send him a message and he doesn't respond for like I think it was like an over an hour and I got totally paranoid because I'm like, oh my God, he knows. He knows what it turned out to be now, I think, because it was Thursday evening. Oh, no, 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 wait. Is that when he goes home? He goes home on... Yeah, it was a Thursday evening. So I realized now he was probably flying back from San Jose to LA during that time that he wasn't answering because typically this person was... Um, really responsive. By the way, his name was Dylan. I don't know whether that's his real name or not, so it doesn't really matter. But um, Dylan um, wasn't writing back right away. And I got like, oh God, he found it. So he finally writes back, but his message was real short. And now again, thinking if he was at the airport, he just probably wrote something really quick because, you know, as you're walking through the airport, you can't really write much. And again, I got paranoid because there wasn't much written and it wasn't kind of his normal. It wasn't really that flirtatious, which also wasn't his normal. So again, I'm like, oh God, he knows. So I said, you looked me up on the internet, didn't you? <laughs> what a freaking idiot I am. I sound like such a freaking idiot. And he goes, no, why should I, are you like a local celebrity or something? And I'm like, oh, just now. And I was like, oh shit. I said, never. Well, I said, you're going to know now. So just look up my name and you'll, you'll know. And he goes, hold on, hold on. And he says, looking it up and he says, um, oh, it says here that you have, you're HIV positive. 
And I said, laugh out loud. Yeah, I am. What a great way to respond, Jennifer. Duh. Anyways, I, you know, I try to put myself in their shoes and, um, you know, they're talking to a girl on Tinder with HIV. So of course, you know, Tinder already feels dirty to some people. And then, yeah, then you've got a girl with HIV who's, of course, he's probably thinking this is the dirtiest of all the girls on Tinder and he's somehow, you know, matched with her. <laughs> so anyways, I, um, I try to do my explaining about U equals U and, you know, I can't give this to anybody and I, you know, explain about my past relationships and it's kind of like you feel like this person is putting their fingers in their ears and running the opposite direction and going, la, 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 I don't hear you. I don't hear you. I mean, I'm kind of laughing now, but it didn't feel so good at the time. And he basically just said, I'm going to have to tell you, like, I cannot like do this. Like I, he's, you know, he tried to be nice about it. And of course I'm like, yeah, I get it. I mean, what am I going to say? I, I got it. I mean, I, I understand, but it's like, I said, if you were attracted to me, cause, Oh, that's what he said. He came back and he goes, I just want you to know that I am not looking for a, a long-term, um, girlfriend or anything. And I said, well, neither was I like, I was just, I'm just meeting people. Like you, I, you never, that was pretty much said in the beginning. Like, I don't know why you're throwing that at me now. Cause now you're terrified of me, but whatever. So he tried to gracefully, you know, get away. And I, I just gave my last ditch effort, you know, mentions about whatever I could that I thought would be important for him to know. But I basically said, if you were attracted to me before, and now you aren't because you have heard about my diagnosis, that's a real shame because you're actually just letting stigma, you know, prevent you from meeting me. But it didn't really matter anyways, because like, really, are we really going to work out? No. But it still hurts. Of course, it still hurts because he sees me as a leper. He sees me as something dangerous <clears throat> and dirty. And he, all that fun talk was done. Like it was over. He wasn't interested anymore at all. And so, he, and he made that really clear. And I, he said, well, I need to do research on this. And he put for myself, you know, I don't know even what that meant, but he's you know, basically said, have a good life. And I wrote one last thing, just kind of clarifying, I think something about you equals you. And he didn't respond to it. And that was it. So that was over. And it, you know, like I said, it hurt later more like in the moment, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. I get it. I'd probably run the other way too. Well, I would. I mean, I totally understand it. It's really when you're not living in the world of HIV and you hear those letters and you know nothing about it, it makes sense that people just like go, oh shit, what? I mean, it's like, what did you do to get that? You must be the biggest whore in the world, you know? I mean, that's pretty much what anyone thinks. It's what I would think. It's why it makes it hard to even defend, you know, this status and tell people they're crazy for thinking that because I get it. So it hurt, but whatever. Okay. So the same evening, so crazy, the same evening, I'm talking to my girlfriend, Kira, and, um, she's in New York and she's a single mom and we've been friends for like, I don't know, maybe 12 years, something like that. And we talk all the time and, you know, we always talk boys and all that. And, um, that someone had shown up, someone had shown up on my hinge that I, um, had hung out with in my past. He was someone that I had to contact, um, when I was diagnosed and you know what? He was really nice about it. He wasn't worried. He knew that the odds of a woman transmitting were really low and he was, he was super sweet. And then I ran into him one time surfing. Um, Eric wasn't there and it was really crazy because we, <laughs> he, 
he was surfed. He's a really good surfer. I'm not like him at all. But anyways, I, I was, I could have like dropped in on him. Well, I kind of did. And he just said, go, go, go. Yeah, get on it. He was so nice. He's like, get on the wave. So we surfed on a wave together. He was behind me. I was in front. And then when we ended at the shore, we literally rode the boards right up to the beach. Um, I said, oh, that was awesome. And then I gave him a high five and we hugged and it was really nice. And, um, you know, and I will say that we had, a, uh, I mean, we're grownups here. Can we be grownups here? Can you guys not judge me? We had a little afternoon rendezvous back when I was, um, um, you know, single. And this was during that time that I didn't know I had HIV. I really thought he was very cute. I liked him a lot and nothing came of it. And I was sort of like mm, a little bit like, well, yeah, I kind of got ghosted. <laughs> I didn't really get it because I thought we had fun, but all right. So um, anyways, I saw that he was on this dating site. And so I just said, I'm just going to say, well, no, I wasn't going to say anything. That was it. I wasn't going to. Kira told me, you need to, you need to say hi to him, say hi to him. And I'm like, uh, he's got to be seeing me too. If he sees me, he'll say hi. And she convinced me to write to him. And I just said, Hey, how's it going? You know, I keep seeing you on here on hinge. Like he kept popping up as like somebody that I should match with or whatever. And I said, you know, hope all's well. Um, something like that. And I got this amazing message that night, like later on that night, this is the same day that this other guy like rejected me. And it said, he said, I have fell in love with you reading your profile. Like, oh my God, how are you? This is the same Jen who's friends with so-and-so and so we have mutual friends. And I'm, and he's like, man, we need to get together and just like blow off a whole day and like watch surfing and eat and have fun. And I mean, I was like, oh, heck yeah. Like, wow. So it was a great message to wake up to. And so I, he gave me, gave me his number. He even gave me a little emoji kiss with a heart. I mean, I was like, Damn, did not expect that at all. I thought he might just say, hi, how's it going? I've been good. Glad to hear you're doing well. And he obviously knows that I'm HIV positive. So anyways, um, long story short, I'm not going to get into all the particulars. Um, we did have two really fun dates and we made dinner and um, they were just great dates. And, and yeah, we talked about my status and uh, he just basically was like so you can't transmit it. I mean, that was the extent of it. And that was it. He just wasn't worried about it. So, um, you know, that's all great and good. And, uh, it was fun to reconnect with him, but I do not think that he, um, is in a position where he wants to date anybody. So anyways, that's all good and whatever you live and you learn. And, um, but you never know, maybe I'll run into him again. Uh, I don't know. I never can tell you know, sometimes you just can't tell where people are coming from, but, um, it's a little ghosty. <laughs> it's a little... Oh, Benny, my gosh. He just came and did a big, uh, jump on here. Um, and I'm not going to take it personally that it's HIV. I'm not. Cause it's just, that's not the issue. I just think this is just a person who, Oh, here, Benny, let me help you. Let's go this way. It's just a person who just isn't, you know, looking for a lot, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. Can't um can't figure that out. So, um, anyways, we're just gonna move on from that one. But uh, fun two dates. I will say I had a great time, and you never know. We'll just leave that open. So um, and that was ironic that that message literally came hours after the um the rejection. And I do want to say that um he did not, he does not have HIV and he didn't care that I did. So, you know, again, like that's great. Okay. So, um, moving on, this is kind of interesting here. So 
I don't know what came over me. I just was, I think I was very hormonal and, um, I was maybe sort of, you know, in a little bit of a weird place, not hearing from this person much. I don't, you know, I don't think it's anything bad. I just think it's just, it's just a whatever on his end. And for me, it was kind of like more puzzling. And so I, something in me just thought, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to, I can say his name now. I'm going to reach out to Eric Cutter. He's the one that gave me HIV and I haven't talked to him in probably four years. You know, I found out right after my diagnosis, we talked, I think we talked one or two times after that, but I was with it. Well, I was with the other person. And, um, anyways, I, so I really didn't ever have any kind of conversations with Eric Cutter after that, except for one time when I called him and kind of asked him some business-like questions about dates. And I do remember that I was very cold and I just, you know, said, do you remember this? And when that might've happened and when you, maybe you tested and I don't know, I guess I was doing it for a video and he remembers that conversation. Anyway, long story short, I, I tried to look him up on the internet, you know, or Instagram or whatever, and he doesn't do social media. And I was pretty certain of that anyways. He's not into all of that stuff. And so, um, I thought, I think I have his number. So I just went ahead and sent him a text and I said, are you still alive? I'm divorced. And he wrote back, who dis? <laughs> I wrote, it's Jennifer is this Eric. And he said, um, funny that. And he goes, I had no idea you were married. Hmm. And I said, and I just left a voice message. Like, you know how you could leave the voice messages and text. And I just said, I just said, call me motherfucker. And he goes, text or call. And he goes, never mind, too late. And then he called me right then. And we spent seven hours that from five o'clock till I think it was five o'clock till one in the morning. Am I calculating that right? Maybe it was six o'clock until one in the morning on FaceTime. We talked for a long time. We just caught up. We caught up and, um, it felt really nice to, uh, talk to him. And, you know, of course he thought I hated him, but I don't know why he would, if he ever watched any of my videos, he would know that I never hated him. And I always defended the fact that he didn't tell me himself and that he, you know, gave my name and number to the clinic and all of that. So, um, you know, we are talking, um, you know, we will probably see each other. He lives four hours from me. Um, I don't know when we will see each other. Um, and he has agreed to do, uh, like a, I think what I will do is we will do a YouTube live together so people can see him and he'll answer anything. He's nervous about it cause he doesn't do social media, but he's not afraid to talk about the fact that he has HIV and he's not afraid to talk about what happened and why he didn't call me personally and all of those things. And he can explain it better himself. So, um, we will do that for sure. And I'm looking forward to it. And, um, I'm looking forward to everybody seeing who he is and, you know, all of that. Cause it's been a bit of a mystery. A lot of people have asked if he died and I was like, you know, to be quite honest, I don't know what's happened to him. Cause he definitely has had a substance abuse problem and I don't know. I didn't know where his life was and what he was up to. So, um, yeah, so that will happen. Um, I don't know if it's like even this weekend or, or what, but you know, there's a lot of like, ah, there's a lot of friction. Um, my oldest daughter was the one who basically yelled at him when she was 12 years old for him to get the F out of the house. Cause he was, you know, basically living here for free and using a single mother and for, you know, he didn't have a job and she was the one who told him off and he packed up his stuff and left. And I was really proud of her. And I really needed her to do that because I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it myself, but I was feeling lots of feelings about him at that time. And I was feeling a lot of anxiety about him being in my house. And I 
you know, it was not good and it was better that he left. So I always thank Joey for that. But it's funny because Joey was, you know, hey, Eric. I mean, I couldn't believe how nice she was to him. And I have to say that she said they were, they knew I was being secretive on the phone in my room and they were, they kept being nosy. They're like, who are you talking to? And when they found out it was him and not the other past relationship, Joey even said, I'm 10,000 times more relieved that you're talking to Eric Cutter and not the other person. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, good. Well, thank God. Cause you know, yeah, I wasn't sure. And, um, Ryan was not so happy probably still not so happy. She's, you know, warming up to the idea of me being friends with him. Um, of course people are jumping to the conclusion that, you know, are you guys going to get back together and all of that? Like you have to understand we've known each other 12 years. Um, we've had a lot of ups and downs. I was infatuated with him and I put pictures on my Instagram recently of like our first summer that we spent together where I would have died to be his girlfriend, but he didn't want a girlfriend. I think he kind of probably had another girlfriend. It was sort of unclear what was happening, but he would let me visit when he was living down South in San Clemente and he'd come up here and we just, you know, it was, he didn't have his kids. I didn't have my kids, you know, on that weekend or whatever. And we kind of acted like we were in high school or, or college and would have more like college. And we would just have a, a smashing good time drinking, having fun, being crazy, you know, and sort of probably feeling this release from being parents, you know, and being married. You're in this new place of being single again. And so like, that was all really exciting. And I was just so, uh, a crazy attracted to him. I can't put it any other way. I was just, my God, he was like a celebrity to me. I thought he was so beautiful. And the fact that he wanted to spend any time with me just blew my mind. He was like, and he was, he was the popular guy at high school in his high school. And we're just a year apart. So we literally went to high schools. Um, he was in San Jose. My high school was in San Carlos. It's like, I don't know, 30 miles apart, but he's a year younger than me. But in his high school, he was popular in mine. I wasn't. So it's like, I was, I felt like I was getting the popular guy. And like, that still plays into my head, even though I'm like older, you know, that kind of those insecurity insecurities about being less than, um, kind of stay with you through your life, even though you're, um, you're out of those days. I mean, not always, but sometimes they still creep in. So anyways, it felt like this big, like, you know, notch on my belt that this guy, but I was holding my breath a lot too. Like, will he call me? Will he show up again? Does he want me to come around? I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know. And I did do a lot of just, oh my gosh, did I pine for him? And I was trying to play my cards right and, you know, be as aloof as possible, even though it was like, everything was killing me. Oh my God. So I'd get a piece of him and then I'd feel like I wouldn't get much more. I remember driving back from San Clemente and playing that song from Kelly Clarkson. Um, I got to look it up. Already gone. I sang that song driving home from LA. And if you know the lyrics, hold on, I'm going to play the lyrics. Well, I'm just going to say them. Let's see. Already gone lyrics. Remember all the things we wanted. Now all our memories, they're haunted. We were always meant to say goodbye. That's the line that got me. Like I was never meant to be more than just a goodbye to him. Even with our fists held high, it never would have worked out right. We were never meant for do or die. Um, I didn't want us to burn out. I didn't come here to hurt you now. I can't stop. I want you to know that it doesn't matter where we take this roads, someone's got to go. And as I'm driving back home, I'm like, yeah, I'm going. And I want you to know you couldn't have loved me better. He really didn't love me in the, the 
in that true sense, but I mean, he loved my body, but I want you to move on. So I'm already gone. You know, and I literally like that morning when I left, he was still sleeping and I grabbed my stuff. I had to get home because I knew I had my kids coming back to me like that night. So I had to get home and I, he, I feel like he didn't even move in bed. I feel like he just kept his face in the pillow and he's like, you know, I think I left when he was asleep and I just was like, fuck, like, this is just, this sucks, you know? And so I was gone, you know, and I didn't know when I'd see him again. So that sort of fizzled out and, uh, I, you know, had another relationship for like three and a half years. And then I don't know what happened. We reconnected. And that was basically when I contracted HIV, we had like an eight month relationship. He said everything had changed. He checked out my Facebook and he says, Jen, I've, you know, I've been like scanning your Facebook. Like, you're just so amazing. I like miss you. And, you know, I knew you always wanted me to be a boyfriend. I could be that to you now and I'm available and all this. And, before you know it, he was, you know, coming from his parents' house in Sacramento, visiting me in Santa Cruz. And, you know, before you know it, he was bringing his stuff and he was moving in and he was going to get a job here and everything was going to be perfect. And it didn't turn out that way. So, um, anyways, that was our second go round. And, you know, we ended things not on a good note. Like I said, Joey basically told him to get the hell out. And, um, you know, I was relieved and I, didn't have any clue that I had HIV until two and a half years later. And of course he was the one that I thought it had to be him because he had risky behavior with uh, drugs, needle use, and also taking drugs that he says he'll call them. He'll tell you, he'll call them the gay drugs. He says they make you gay. And he says that that's, and it's meth, you know, he had used meth and he, he feels that that's why he would turn to like really, I don't know, as he would put it, like extreme sexual situations that he wouldn't normally have done and, um, or gone to. And so, yes, he did, um, do things with transgender women and, you know, they have, and I'm not going to say men, God, I got in so much trouble for on Instagram for saying that the wrong way, saying that it was male to male sex. And I didn't mean that by any disrespect. Um, I just don't know all the lingo, but like, I guess my point was, is that transgender women can have penises. And so it was in that sense, it was, you know, a penis and a penis and a rectum, you know, you know what I mean? And it, so physiologically wise, it was to male genitals. Is that, is that okay to say? I don't, I never want to say the wrong thing anyways. Um, but it's, it's high risk for HIV, obviously, because of the mechanics of, you know, tearing and blood and semen and all of that. So it's high risk. Um, and so, yeah, so just, yeah, we've, we, we are talking and he's just really happy that we're just at least friends. Um, I am like, you know, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I just would like to see him. That would be great. And, um, I think it would be really nice for people to see him and hear him. Um, cause he's always been the villain on my channel. Other people have made him the villain. It's not me. Um, oh my gosh, I have to go get my son from practice. I didn't even realize it was 614. <gasps> Holy cow. Oh my gosh. I talked for a long time. Okay. Wow. I got to cut this off. Um, <laughs> my gosh, Owen's going to be sitting there going, where are you mom? You know what? I'm going to pause this and I'll come back and finish this up. I just realized I was like totally out of time. Okay. I'm going to stop this and I will be back to finish this up, but you guys will not know that you're going to think that I was just here the whole time, but I'm going to go and I'm back. It's like, uh, almost an hour later. Not that you guys felt that I made it in time too. I'm so happy. Okay. So let's see. I was just kind of wrapping it up anyways. Um, I did want to mention that my oldest turned 21 yesterday. So that was really exciting. 
took her out to dinner, sushi, and she got to order her first drink with her. Um, and they weren't even going to card her. I'm like, you've got to card her. I need to get this on film. So we got her carded. And that was really fun. She had um, her first legal drink was at a Japanese restaurant. So, of course, hot sake for Miss Joey. And they gave her a free beer, too. What a nice little bonus. That was really sweet. Okay. Um, I don't think there was anything else I was going to talk about. There was something else I was going to talk about. It's in regards to... Uh, well, I'm going to save it. <laughs> I'll save it for next time. Um, I think I've had enough. I think I've talked about enough. I haven't had enough. I think I've talked enough. Anyways, um, okay, I'm going to wrap this up so that I can get this out as soon as possible. I'm trying to get further away from my microphone because I realize when I talk louder, the, the little blue lines get really big, and I think that could hurt people's ears. I don't want to hurt anybody's ears, so I apologize if that's too loud. I hope it's all okay because I'm not really good at adjusting like the volume on here. I do my best with editing and doing my little intro music and outro music, but uh, sometimes the volume is not the easiest thing to fix. I'm no podcasting engineer expert, that is for sure. This is just uh, me <laughs> learning along the way. All right, guys, have a great week, the rest of the week, and I will catch up with you guys next week, I am sure. And hopefully we'll have an interview real, real soon with... I don't know if that's the right way to say it. The guy that gave me HIV. He doesn't even care if I say that, but I probably will address him that way. Anyways, but yeah, another Eric. I don't know what it is with me and Eric's, but I've dated three of them. And uh, yeah, it's just names follow me. I don't know why. So no more Eric's. I'm not dating any more Eric's. All right, guys, have a great week. See you. Love you guys. Bye. Hugs and kisses. Okay, bye-bye now.